If you worry about what other people think, soon enough, you will be on the sidelines of your life. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, and I have a treat for you. Today, I have Ellen Violette, and she is a Grammy-nominated songwriter. She's an award-winning book strategist on how to write, publish, and launch your bestseller and profit with a book, a speaker, and podcast host. And she is the author of nine books of her own, including number one bestsellers, real easy eBooks, 21 simple strategies to jumpstart your book marketing online, turn your book into 10K clients, and how to write a quick nonfiction ebook guaranteed, as well as co-author of Sell More Ebooks with Jim Edwards, and the creator of Publish for Profit, Book Funnel Pro, and other related book trainings. Ellen is a master strategist on how to position your book for visibility, credibility, and more profits in the marketplace. She has over 17 years of experience working with hundreds of authors personally and thousands around the world through her speaking and training. Her mission is to transform the lives and make the world a better place one book at a time. Visit booksopendoors.com. Now, Ellen, I'm so excited you know, our paths have crossed in the past and we both were able yeah. to connect again on uh, Jill Lublin's publicity course. So I always like how the universe kind of brings people back into your life at different timing. And I'm so excited to have you on the show. So please welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, Ellen Violette. Thanks so much. I was feeling the same way when I saw you there. I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> well, you know, when I think about books, because, you know, I'm three books in, you have nine books. And for those people listening or watching us on YouTube, I think one of the things is the question people might ask is, do I have it in me to write a book, especially if you haven't written a book yet? And I'm mm -hmm. going to say yet for all of you who are listening, because I'll, I'll tell you as a kid, I didn't grow up thinking I was going to be an author. I think there's many accidental authors out there. And Ellen, are, was that something you wanted to do as a kid? Or how did you evolve into an author and into what you're doing now? Yeah, actually, I did want to write a book. I, I always thought someday I'll write a book. And uh, someday almost didn't come because I got very sick. And I almost died about 20 years ago. And um, that really changes the way you think about things. You know, damn, when am I going to do it? you know, because you don't have forever to do what you want to do. And I guess book writing is one of those things that seems to be pretty easy for people to say, well, I'll do it someday. I'll do it someday. And I think part of it is, well, what I know it was for me, what am I going to write about? Like I didn't have a business yet when I wrote that first book. So I had to write what I knew. And what I knew at that point, we had come out of the music business because um, we had to. And we had gotten into buying, fixing, and selling houses. And so what I was doing at that point was dealing with fixing houses. 
So we kept moving every six months, living in them while we were doing that and then flipping them. And so uh, we used the same movers each time. And then, damn, you've gotten so good at moving. So I wrote a book about moving. So that was my first book. But so many times people think, well, I don't know what to write about. Or they think, and this is another one too, you know, am I too old? I remember thinking that I was in my late forties, you know, like I said, it was 20 years ago. So uh, no, I wasn't too old, but I'm, these are the things that we tell ourselves or we ask ourselves, or we think maybe we can't because whatever that is for you. And then we don't do it, you know, but it's funny because I grew up in a family where my mom wanted to write a book. My dad wanted to write a book. Uh, my grandmother was an English teacher. My grandfather was the night editor of the LA Examiner. So it was sort of in not out of the realm of possibility that somebody would write a book. <laughs> you know? hey. <laughs> yeah. And so one day my mom went into her bedroom and she said, okay, I'm going to write my book. When she came back about a half hour later, and she goes, well, I'm done. I guess I don't have very much to say. <laughs> so that was kind of, that was kind of that, but um, yeah, but it was on my bucket list and it, it ended up taking my life in a whole different direction. So it's amazing great. to get yourself to do that. Cause I know, you know, I had, I was at a conference and I met someone and they're, they're like, you know what, we should go for coffee. And the next thing we knew, well, I think we should write a book together. And my mm. first book traditionally pub published through uh, Betty Young's books. And that's how it started. And then it was like, oh, you know what? I think I want to write a book for myself. And then it was, oh, now I'm going to, I'm going to attempt to self-publish instead of traditionally published because the other first two were traditionally published. And I was like, let's see how this works. Right. And you're constantly learning. Yeah. It's baby steps. The very first thing I did was not write a book. The very first thing I did was I did uh, a page or two in a compilation book. That was the first thing that I did. Yeah. It's called That's wake awesome. up. I think it's called wake up, live the life of freedom. That's the name of the book, but that was the first one I was in. Very and then, yeah, this book was the, then my book was the second book. And I made all the mistakes that new authors make all the time. I overspent it went on forever. I was bored by the end. I hated it. I wanted to quit. And um, I was looking actually for a book coach who understood digital because this was only 2004. Right. And, um, and people were just saying, they were already saying, oh, ebooks are dead. I'm like, no. Uh -uh. Kindle hadn't even been, you know, in existence yet. And, um, but I couldn't find one. And, but at that point, I knew to get online. I knew getting online was the way to go. And my husband and I started going through a lot of con um, conferences and, and, you know, different events. And we went to the big seminar and I was like, there's gotta be somebody at the big seminar. That was like the event back then. Right. And there wasn't, there wasn't. And I thought, this is crazy. And so I ended up hiring a regular coach but he didn't have a system and it was expensive and it went on and on and it was, you know, frustrating. And I thought there's gotta be a better way to do this. And then it dawned on me, it's like, this is right up my alley. I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to make this better. And that was the beginning of my journey. Well, I love how you shared that because, you know, I remember the same similar situation in what someone told me when I started blogging, blogging is mm -hmm. never going to work. And I was like, yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> so I kept blogging. And the next thing I knew that same person who gave me the advice was blogging. And I, you know, I was started laughing. 
And, you know, the blogging led to newsletters and then led to articles. It was uh, easing articles is where I started. Yeah, easing articles, me too. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, that only starts with, what, 500 words, a thousand words. And when you think about mm -hmm. it over time, you can be putting a lot of words out there. And, you know, it's like my kid's scrapbook. The first kid has, you know, my first learning of scrapbooking. The third kid, you want to go back to the first kid and redo the whole thing. <laughs> so, yeah, right. so your skills. In <laughs> so I love how you touch on that, Ellen. And, and with that, I want to just talk about a difference. What, what difference does it make to get a book out there with your voice? It makes a huge difference. I mean, the name of my company is Books Open Doors for, for a reason. And the reason is that I, that's what I saw happen for my clients was they would write the book and just amazing things would happen. So I have one client, Dennis G. Shaver. He took his book and was determined to meet Kevin Harrington at this conference that Kevin was, I think it was his conference. And um, so he just carried the book and Kevin saw it and liked it and invited him up on stage. And he said they talked for like 45 minutes about his book. And um, he ended up becoming his mentor. And then he ended up getting a all expense paid trip to Singapore. So, uh, and then I, the next time, and I, you know, every so often I'll get to talk to him or interview him for my podcast. I've interviewed him, I think a couple of times. And um, so I said, well, has it made more money for your business? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it helped it. You know, he raised his prices. Um, I have another client who ended up being on stage with uh, at a conference that Barack Obama was speaking at. And I was so jazzed because all of a sudden I saw he was following me because, you know, my name is on the inside of the, of the book. So that was pretty exciting for me and for him, you know, and then I have another client. Um, I saw a picture uh, posted on Facebook where he was exchanging books and uh, autographs with Marianne Williamson. So, I mean, it gives you a lot of credibility and the thing that I love most that I think it's really underrated is that there's so much that you can do from one book. It's like if you figure out the fundamentals so that you're writing your book for your ideal audience and you positioned it so that you are in a topic that's popular, but you're just, you know, outside in the sense that if you've heard about, you know, the blue ocean strategy, like you're, it's just different enough that you're only attracting those people that you really want to work with. And so um, once you've done all that and you create your outline, that outline can be used for your book. It can be used to create a signature program or another program. It can be used to create articles and blog posts and social media pieces. I mean, there's a ton that you can do from one piece of content when that content is a book that you understand how to create the right way in the first place. Yeah. And you don't need to be recreating the wheel because there's so many ways to use that content and leverage it for probably years to come. And right, so exactly. Someone makes a comment. You can even take the comment or the testimonial and, you know, build off that as well. There's a lot, like I said, it's just, there seems to, it's just that people think writing a book is hard. And they think it's hard because you hear so many people say, oh, it took me years to write my book. Well, in my opinion, 
like that is the hardest way to write a book. It took me a long time to write that first one. So I get it. I mean, it can take a long time to write a book, yeah. but um, when you understand all the ways that, and things that you don't have to do that can just shortcut it and you get it into a system. I don't want to say you can knock them out. Like there are books that I've written really fast. I have one book I wrote in three days, the 21 simple strategies to jumpstart your book marketing online. And I was able to write it that fast because I knew the material so well. And it was basically, you know, different strategies. I mean, it didn't take a whole lot of like, you know, piecing together or doing everything. It was just, it was very straightforward. Um, There've been other ones that took longer. So you know, it just depends. I had one client who, who did a, uh, we took her from 2000 to 100,000 in nine months as she was writing her book. And then we were, you know, promoting it at the same time and really re, I guess not rebranding, but retooling her entire, you know, setup. But, um, but she said to me, if I'd known how hard it was to write, do a collaboration book, I would have just written my own book. It would have been a lot faster. So I mean, there, there are pros and cons of all different ways of writing a book, but also there's so many people who teach book writing now that you really need to understand, you know, what your goal is, where you're coming from, where they're coming from, what it is you want to do. And um, I would really look for somebody with a lot of experience because now there are so many people who, you know, they just write a book and someone says, oh, how do you write a book? And then they teach them how to write a book. But when there's people who have years and years of experience, whether it's whether you decide that I'm the right person for you or somebody else, the point is, is that when when we have done this over and over, you get feedback and you get, you know, you you just keep um, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, making it better and better and better and streamlining it. So you're getting the best of the best when you work with someone who really knows what they're doing. So let, let's talk a little bit about getting started. I know when I first okay. learned about book writing, this was years ago when I was still just into the article pieces. You know, someone said it's, it's simple as taking 10 pieces of paper with the title of each chapter on top and then writing a synopsis and what three things, three to five things you're going to talk about in each chapter. And I was like, that's it. And then when <laughs> I wrote my uh, Let's Be Curious book, I took flip chart paper and I mind mapped all over my walls in my basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so many different ways to do this. And I want people to- well, that's what I'm saying. Listen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah, but it's just like anything. I mean, like I, one thing that's been great about COVID is all of the free education or very low cost education that's been online. Yeah. And so I, and I had actually decided in January of 2020 that that was my year that I, I was really going to up-level my own um, you know, uh, what education. And so, uh, I went to a lot of different things. And what I saw was a lot of people were doing challenges. They were all doing them differently. You know, a lot of people teach, you know, how to run your business. They do all do it differently. And what I saw was I would work with one person or maybe not, you know, not personally, but go through their program or whatever. And I would resonate or I'd go in with someone else and I wouldn't resonate. Or I'd say, oh, I see what they're doing, but this isn't going to be the best way for me. I'm going to do it this other way, you know? So, I mean, there's all that. So there's a lot of adjusting that goes on, 
But if you can start out having some kind of clue about what you want your business to look like, I think you're way ahead of the game. I did not have that when I started. And, and also now I hear people say things like, oh, I wish I'd had this 10 years ago. And I know I felt that way about a lot of the things I've learned in the last two years. Right. But nobody had learned it 10 years ago or 15 yeah. years ago. We, we, were all we were all figuring it out. But now yeah. it's the right time, right? You have yeah. accumulated knowledge and you put it together and, you know, careers have changed over the past 20 years. Like who thought gaming was mm -hmm. actually a career, you know? Right, After right. That's of gaming. I'm like, what? You know, 20 years ago, that wasn't a thing. So things are evolving mm -hmm. all the time. But what I like, what I hear about you, Ellen, is being a book coach, you can see all the ways that people can get that book written. And I think those aspiring authors or maybe authors who maybe have plateaued and thought, oh my gosh, I forgot how to write, that when you break it down into a simple system, simple steps, it doesn't mm -hmm. make it seem like it's such a ginormous thing to tackle. Right. And I'll tell you something, I was talking to a colleague of mine the other day who had recently written a book. And I was saying that it's so funny because in Jill's course that we just took, um, we were, she was talking about writing three tips. And I noticed that when I gave the three tips, everybody was just had a blank look on their face because they're so simple. But the truth is people don't do it. So I said, and one of them is just created outline. So I said to him, I said, since this is one of the issues, and I see it so often where like when people would go through my program and they started to get stuck and I would say, well, did you do the outline? hundred percent, no. Yes. So I said, well, wh why not? And I don't know. So I asked him, I said, why? He said, I didn't start with an outline. I said, why didn't you? And he goes, well, I thought I had it all in my head. And then I started writing it and I realized it was a mess. And then I went... So then I went back and I created the outline. Whereas if you just take my word for it and do yeah. it first, you know, you don't have to go through that. But what he was saying was, was like he knew what his first chapter, you know, or his first section and his second section, his third section. What he didn't realize was how much went under each one, right? So it's like what you're saying. Yeah. It's like if you know what your chap, if you write down what your chapter headings are and then you write down the points you want to make, it's way easier. And you can have subpoints and subpoints of that. I mean, the more you put into that, the less writing you actually have to do because it's already there. Yeah. So, you and know, but, and trigger, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. But the biggest issue is a lot of times people don't know where they're trying to go. So one of the things that I'll always say to people is, you know, what's your call to action? Like when we're just getting started and they'll go, oh, I never thought about that. I go, well, how do you know how to write the book so people end up wanting to do what you want them to do if you don't know what you want them to do and you don't know where you're sending them? And that seems to be a big revelation for a lot of people. But, um, you know, so there's several things that I teach people to kind of keep them in a structure but there's flexibility within the structure. Like one of the things that I've learned as a creative is that no two people like do it the same way. Exactly, right? We all kind of have our own little quirks and our own little things that we just need to do, right? And regardless of what anybody tells you, you're still gonna do what you're gonna do right. to a certain degree. I, I've discovered that working with a lot of people. But, um, but if you can give a, a structure, but also be flexible, then you're a better 
coach because people aren't going to get frustrated like, oh, I don't fit into her thing and therefore there's no place for me. Yeah, so that's that's kind of a big issue. And then the other thing is uh, this last time I, I did the program and we're in the middle of changing, it's now going to be evergreen so people can come in at any time. But um, she said to me, she said, it was so eye-opening because in my mind to be a writer, you know, you have to struggle and you have to write stuff out and then crumple the paper and throw it out and have the room filled and just be a big mess and all this kind of thing. She goes, and you make it so simple that I kept waiting for another step and there is no other step. It's, like, it's, really, that, it's really that easy. Right, yeah. attached to stories about that we see in the movies. Right, right. About hearing about the starving, struggling artist. Right. But not every story is like that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, yeah. It's amazing what we get caught up in. Absolutely, movies don't help. There, there's, there's other things I won't go into right now. But I know uh, just some things that I would see, and I go, oh, I never want to do that. That looks painful, or you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know what project have you gotten most excited about? Like what really lights you up where you lose track of time when you're working with authors? I think it's whatever I'm working on at the time, right? It's like whatever you're, you know, you're excited about right now, because that's what you're working on right now. But uh, I'm always working on something with, for a book. Like right now, I'm really focused on updating my books because it's been a even the newest ones are a couple of years old and we rebranded. So I really needed to go through and, you know, change links. And then all of a sudden, Oh, well now I know so much more. I can do this and I can do that. All of a sudden you go, Oh my God, this simple little project has turned into this, so this big thing. How do people yeah. know when to write the second or third editions of their book? How, how do they know it's time to rebrand it or, you know? Yeah. Good question. I'm actually putting a, I'm, I just started writing some notes on that to put, together a webinar on, on not when to do it and how to do it. But I will say that obviously like us, if you've rebranded in the last year or two or whenever, you know, then you're going to definitely have to, because you need to go change all the links or you need to redirect everything. Gotcha. Um, so that's one thing. Um, the second thing is when you realize that you've learned quite a bit more or you've changed things. You know, when I first wrote, when I was first writing my books, first of all, I became known as the ebook coach because I started, uh, because I wanted to work digitally at first. And at that time, books and ebooks were seen as being different animals. People saw ebooks as being like poor cousin of books. Right. Now, when I work with people, they just write a book and then we put it, you know, we put it in the different formats. And when you do the research, you'll find that books get three times the amount of people searching for that than ebooks. So that was, you know, one of the things that made me finally say, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't be, you know, just the ebook coach. It's ridiculous because that's not even, you know, what we're doing anymore. Right. Specifically. So, so we had to rebrand and then, um, so we did that, but then, you know, one of the things about, and we, we did this in Jill's class also, we talked about our bio. And I think it was, she said, you want to look at it every 30 days or 60 days. 90, I can't remember what. Yeah, every 90 days. 90 days. Every bio. 90 days. Yeah. I think I look at it like once a week. 
I mean, I'm constantly like thinking and changing and how, you know, how am I differentiating, differentiating myself and who am I working with? And, you know, one of the things that Jill had said was if you've worked with people who are well-known, you know, you want to include them, right, in your bio. So I was like, oh, well, I don't have any of that on my bio in my book, right? So right away, that's something I want to change. Now, sometimes, you know, you don't need to go and change everything. Sometimes it can be just a couple of simple things, and that's fine. Um, the reason that I'm kind of doing major surgery online is, like I said, we change from ebooks to books. So a lot of things will say ebook, and I'm changing that all the way through, right. except where I specifically was talking about ebooks. And um, and then also, like I said, I'm just adding more marketing. My my funnel, you know, how I move people through my business has changed, and it's more sophisticated in some ways, but it's also simpler. If that makes sense. And so, you know, so I want to change certain things because of that. So. I would make a list of what it is you want to change and then just see how extensive that is and what it needs to be. Is it a major one or is it a minor one? Because if it's a minor one, you can just take it down. Uh, we don't even take it down. You just, you know, make the few changes and stick it back up and it's just a new version. But the good thing about when you do update and you make kind of a big deal about it is now you get a rush of buyers again. You know, you can relaunch it. So do you just retire it? Like you'll retire the first edition and then you'll have this new edition to focus on every time, right? Oh, great question. Actually, I don't always because of the reviews. So if you dump it, you lose the reviews. Right. So like, for instance, really the ebook workbook was not always called that. Here's the book now. This is what it looks like now. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I've got the author's copy, not, not for resale. But anyway, um, but it was I think it was called let's see ebook writing fast action workbook. It's still up on Amazon. But I just put a little thing in there saying that there's a newer version and it's now called, you know, really easy ebook. And even now, you know, um, now I was like, damn, it's still called ebook. Now what do I do? So now I'm going to do another one where, where it's going to have a different name, but it'll probably have this, a similar cover. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, but it's exactly the same book, but I'm going to add a few more chapters that you would need in a book that you don't have in an ebook. Right. So, right. yeah. So they're just, and you can even, you know, then you could bundle them if you wanted to, you could say, okay, well, this is a two, a two book set, you know, so there are lots of different ways that you can do it. But I think one of the hardest things for me, and I think for most people is that once we get something in our head and we see it a certain way, we forget that there's always another way. Yeah. There's always another way. And so that's when you really need to get feedback. You know, you really need to have people that you trust. You really need to have people you can talk to and be able to say, you know, what do you think? Because you just, after a while, you, you, you hear like a broken record. You know, and that's what happens with people with their titles. Maybe they'll come to me and they've been thinking about this title for so long and they're married to it. And sometimes it's a terrible title. It's just, it's not good and it's not going to sell. And I just know that just from having done this for 17 years. Um, other times the domain name's taken, you know, and so then they start trying to do, you know, twist themselves into pretzel to make something work that is not good because they don't want to do the work to dig deeper, to find something. And usually that something is even more creative and better usually, but you, you want know, the process to flow. You don't want to be constantly facing resistance and struggling 
with the fact that just because you need to change a title. It's so much easier just to get help. Yeah. I can tell you, I mean, I, I need help, you know, because like I said, when it's mine, I'm too close to it. I can do it for everybody else, but I can't do it for myself, you know, at some point. 97% of people who start writing a book fail. So why? Yep. Is Good question. I wish I knew the answer to that. I think it's because um, they don't have a system. And so they try to do it the hard way. And then it's difficult. And when it's difficult, you don't want to do it again. I remember very early on when Jim and I were writing sell more ebooks and eBay didn't even, I don't even remember what it was, but they didn't have some way to do something you want to do on eBay. And so there was a guy who created some software that did it for eBay. Now they have their own, but in those days they didn't. And he had written a book and he said, I'm never writing another book. This was so hard. I'm like, well, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Yeah. If it's hard, if it's hard, you're doing it wrong. If you're, a, look, if you work with people, if you're a coach, you already have a system, right? See, like sometimes people come to me, I, I've seen this with coaches, they'll go, well, I don't know what to write about. I'll go, okay, well, do you work with people one-on-one? -on -one? Yes. When you work with people one-on-one, -on -one, how do you work with them? Oh, we do this and then we do this. And then we, I go, guess what? That's your book. It's like, they just don't make the connection. Yeah. That's, you know? that's your system. Huh? That's your system. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's your system, right? And then you know you you just fit it into the into a, a structure, but but that's your system. Um, if you're a speaker, you know, if you speak all the time, I mean, having a book is a great thing. If you're a speaker, I mean, to have that book in the back of the room. I remember when I spoke at Mega Book University, Mark Victor Hansen, and of course, you know, his partner is Jack Canfield, or was, and um, Jack had his new book coming out in those days. It was called The Success Principle. And so what Jack did was he, the book wasn't done, but he had like a little booklet. It was a real thin booklet and it was on every tabletop with a, um, a submission form so you could buy it. It's brilliant. You know? Brilliant. So yeah. Because, you know, one of the or people will, huh? One of the things I wanted to touch on with you as well is, and when I first wrote a book, I didn't realize how much of the marketing of the book occurs before the book is even launched. Yeah, true. Yeah. Or should be. But I'll tell you something, even if you don't know that, even if you're lazy, which I admit I've been at times, um, you know, because I'll, I'll, and again, everything kind of happens where you'll go through periods, right? Where it's like when we first got on the internet and, you know, it's the wild west and then it starts consolidating and then things have to change and then it consolidates again things have to keep changing because those don't work anymore because the big guys get in and they take out all the air um but i forgot why i was saying that there was a reason what did you say about marketing the book before oh, marketing the book yeah yeah so um one of the things i love about book launches is you can do a huge book launch but you can do a smaller book launch and it still works you know, you can do a book launch online and because Amazon, there's a whole cottage industry that's grown up. There's all these announcement sites. So even if you have no list, there are all these sites where they have lists and they've been building them for years. And so you can get in there and, um, and use that. And so, you know, and then there's social media. Uh, one of the reasons I took Jill's class was wanting to expand right? Like when I'm doing what I already do, how do I get more visibility with it? Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, the next step is, yeah, you can get, 
you know, you can get it into newspapers and you can go to the media and all the different things that you can do. You know, you can do fa uh, Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or whatever. So it just depends on, you know, what's your budget, how much time are you going to give it and all that. But, um, but that's what I like about the book launches. They're very versatile. You can do a lot of pieces with them. You can do a few pieces with them and you can still get some good results. So if someone out there is looking to write a book, get it on Amazon, become a bestseller, you know, and they're looking for a book coach, what makes you different than other book coaches out there? Well, one of the things that makes me different is that I am a Grammy nominated songwriter. Oh, and I got her to unwrap before the show. Yes, she got me to unwrap this because we moved. And so I haven't been, I, I had it still packed away. So can, you see it? can you see it now? Yeah, that's beautiful. there. It is beautiful. Yeah, National Academy. Yeah. I don't have. I don't have this. I don't get the statue, but I get the seal. You can see the seal there, and it's my maiden name. So it's Ellen Silverstein. That's my beautiful. maiden name. Congratulations! But um, so and what and why that's important is because when you write songs, you want to hook people. It's about touching people emotionally. And when you understand how to use words, I find that if you have the talent to do it in, in songs, you can do it in titles too. And I have written titles for clients that literally sold their book for them. I have a client, um, Stephanie Scheller Dupre, and her book was called something like the five people you're closest to, right? We all know what that's about, right? Yeah. yeah. But I said, I said, no, 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 that's not a title. That's a description. And your title is friend power. She was like, oh my God, that's so great. Yeah. And, um, and then she sold like 4,000 books her first weekend because she's a good marketer. And she said she had people tell her they bought it because they loved the title. So, you know, I can just look at a title and I can tell you if it's going to go or not pretty much at this point. Um, a lot of people can. And the other thing is like, I can talk about titles all day long. And some people, no matter how much I tell them, they just can't wrap their head around it. Their brain just doesn't work that way. You know, like we all have different talents, you know? So in that sense, I mean, I'm very creative with words. I always have been, but I'm also like a lot of people, I'm not very technical. I'm creative. And the bad side of that is, is I can get very scattered just like other people. So I need to create systems and things that keep me focused and that keep me able to do what I do. And so when other people come to me, I'm able to help them really quickly if they're highly motivated and they're very creative because that's because I'm that way, right? And so I know what all the pitfalls are and I've solved it for myself and other people, but also having 17 years experience, I've worked with all kinds of people. So, uh, and again, with that much experience, I've just learned, you know, how to talk to people and what's going to, uh, help them and what is and I had people come to me and say oh my god I took this course on book writing and that course and they were so complicated and yours is so simple because I think people really do overcomplicate things and I don't know whether it's because they they're afraid that if they share how it really is they won't have any clients or something I don't know I don't know I don't know what they think but um you know but one of the things that I've learned is it doesn't matter how good I am at something we all need somebody else really if you're going to be successful you need coaches do, do you agree 100 percent. yeah through the biggest yeah 
bearing bearing breakthrough beliefs that I've needed to because of a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say at one point I was at a real low and I was really scrambling for money at that point. I reached a point where like, am I going to quit or am I going to like really change what I'm doing? Cause this just isn't working anymore. Right. And, um, I went to this coach where I, it was a lifetime thing. And so I could go in and out any time. And he told me to start a podcast. And I was like, I'd been thinking about starting a podcast, but I didn't want to. And the main reason was I was mad at myself because I'd taken a course on it 10 years earlier and I never did anything, you know? And so I was mad at myself and I was like, well, now if I do it and it works, I'm going to be so, you know, so mad at myself. I don't want to say the other words I would say, but anyway, so, you know, but anyway, but I did it and I, and I love podcasting. We were talking about that a little bit before we started. I love this. I love podcasting. I love hanging out with great people like you. And, um, you know, but, uh, sometimes it takes somebody else to give you a kick in the butt, you know? And, and another thing is just the mindset. Sometimes we, again, like I was talking about the groove, you get into your own groove and you can't get out of it. And it's amazing. The human mind is amazing. You know, I, I took, uh, Jeff Walker's, uh, product launch formula and they have a monthly coaching call and it just happens that it was today. And there was this woman on there. And she was talking, I mean, every excuse in the book about what she, all the things she had to do before she could launch. And they were like, you are putting your first email out tomorrow. You are opening your cart in one week and you are doing it. You know? awesome. <laughs> and sometimes that's what it takes. You know, it takes someone to tell you to get off your keister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it totally does. It totally does. I've, I've loved our conversation, just digging into the book stuff is just, I'm finding it stimulating. I'm going to pop into writing my next book too. Um, oh, good. What is one book that really has had an impact on your life? Regard, not one of your own, because obviously that would be one for sure. But what is one book that really has transformed the way you think and do things? I can't say one because there's a, there's three. Okay. They, there were three in a row that all worked together. Okay. So the first one that I read and I read them in order and it just worked out that it was like the right order. So the first one I read that just really just blew my mind was the e-myth. I mean, I'd heard about it for years and I never read it. Yeah. And I was in a, uh, a three-day thing with uh, Suzanne Evans and there was actually a copy of it, you know, in, in the box uh, that they give you the swag box. And so I said, I got to read this book. And I was just blown away because it's so right on where he talks about how you start a business because you have a skill and you think you could do it better than the boss. And the next thing you know, you've created a job for yourself. And that just blew my mind. It's like, oh my God. Right. The second one is called the one thing. And the one thing, have you ever read it? Gary Keller. It's on my shelf. Yeah. Harry. Yeah. Gary, Gary Keller. And guys, first of all, I got to say the one thing that changed his life was writing his book. Okay. He said, um, they, they came up with a list of a hundred things. They got it down to 10. They said, okay, what's the one thing that will change our, will, will change everything. And he's a write a book and that was it. And that changed his life. So, um, yeah. So that was number two. 
And I'm constantly uh, asking myself that one because I do find it difficult. Like I, my mind is always like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this, right? So uh, the one thing, you know, you just got to keep coming back to that. And then the third one is We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. That's one I haven't read. Yeah, and she's got, I mean, she's amazing. I was on a call with her and she has just the best energy. And, um, but her, her mission, first of all, which I love, because I have always been a social justice warrior, um, is that her premise is that everybody except white men are screwed to the extent that the system is set up for them to succeed and for everybody else to fail. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's, it, I mean, it's not like we're all sitting there going, oh, we're going to fail because we're not white men, but they're just institutional things. You know, women make 70 cents to every dollar that, you know, just lots of things like that. Yeah. And, um, and so that, so our premise is really to help people of color, people of women, uh, black women, especially she, you know, she's a woman of color and um, succeed. And she was going through the percentages and it's something like only you know, 7% actually make a hundred thousand a year or something like that. And into the millions, it's, 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 it's minuscule basically, but she's got a whole, a whole structure, again, a system, and she lays it out in the book. And then she also has a membership and other things, but um, yeah, that uh, uh, there's some really good stuff in there too. So to me, those were the three together that really affected me. Beautiful. So yeah. what does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? To me, it means doing what you love more than anything. I will say that so many times when people come in to work with me and they try to pick something that they think is going to make them money, it doesn't work because it's a process of writing a book. And if they're not loving it, they reach a point where they, they, they lose their motivation. They go, oh, I'm just not excited, right? I'm just not loving this. And so um, that is, I, I think it's just so important. The other thing for me was when I, when I hit six figures, then I was like, well, now what? Because it was like, well, what? I'm just on this merry-go-round or this you know hamster wheel of just churning out, making more money, making more money. This isn't doing it for me. So um, that's what I think. I think it's about balance. And by balance, I don't mean that you give the same amount of time to everything, just that you find time for the things that matter to you. I think that's really important. And I think it's also important to forgive yourself for things that haven't gone right. I mean, I've made some huge mistakes in my life in the past. And the older you get, guess what? There's more of them. You got a longer history to, to more look at. For book, right? More stories for the book. Yeah, war stories. Exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, that's what it is to me. I mean, I, you know, for a long time, I did not stop to smell the roses. For a long time, I was working 18 hours a day and I was working seven days a week to get that six figures. And then you just go, this is not sustainable and I'm not happy. And then you start to go, okay, how am I going to change what I'm doing so that I'm enjoying my life? And um, that's a process too. You know, that's a process. Like, what do you really love to do? 
I mean, I will say like, you know, listening to Rachel Rogers, I mean, I think she's great. By the same token, listening to her, I realized, ooh, I don't want to build a, a, a multi-million dollar company. That like does not interest me at all because at heart, I'm a creative. What I want to do is build automated systems that make me plenty of money so that I can continue to be creative. That's my motivation. You know, doesn't mean I don't know how to make a lot of money because I do, but I, I consciously make some decisions where I don't make as much as I could because it's not what motivates me. It's being able to tap into your motivation. Yeah. And your joy. And just like I said, what you enjoy doing, how you enjoy, you know, spending your time because boy, it goes fast. Let me tell you, it, does. it goes fast. So how can people stay in touch with you or do some work with you? They can go to booksopendoors.com. Uh, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. It's absolutely free. And that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash books open doors. So those are really the two, the two main things. And we have the, um, at, well, right now it could change, but right now we have the Rockstar Authors Toolkit on the website and you're welcome to go get that. And that's their checklist for writing your book, writing your book title, um, starting to market. Like you were saying, you know, usually people go there and they go, oh, well, I'm not ready for marketing. Yeah, you are. You want to start that right at the beginning. The minute you decide you're writing a book, that's when your marketing starts. That's when your marketing starts. As a matter of fact, what I want everybody to do is the minute you decide that you go and you post it on your profile. I'm writing a book. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't know yet what it is, nothing, but it's just, you just start putting it out. You just start sharing your journey because people will start coming along with you. And then when you're ready, you'll be amazed. Yeah, it's, it's an incredible feeling. Because you know, when the first one comes out, it'll be like, Oh, you know, that was good. And second one, can I do it again? And I, I yeah, right. Being at a conference, someone walking up and saying, I think you have more books in you. <laughs> I said, really? <laughs> you know, and you know, like, I just, it's like that birthing, like you said, by the time you're done the process, you're like, I want to throw it against the wall or I, you know, it is uh -huh. a process because it's taking all that energy and story and everything that you have that imagination going raw wild to wrap it into this beautiful package. Well, also the thing is people think, oh, it's so long to write a book. Guess what? For a lot of people, the writing the book's the easy part. Yeah. It's all the technical stuff and getting it published, which, you know, one of the things I love working with um, high achieving, creative, mission driven people is that they understand that their time is better spent doing their genius and just saying, I wrote it, here it is, exactly. make it happen, you know, and, and then we can pass. But if people start with, well, I got an editor over here and I got a formatter over there and, and all that. And then, especially if one of them doesn't work out and boy, of course, I see all the war stories of that you know, where they end up spending way, way, way more money than they, than they would have if they just spent the right money in the first place because they tried to cheap out and they got caught, you know? So Ellen, what yeah. would be two tips you'd like to leave us with for anyone writing a book, looking for a coach, whatever it is, what resonates for you to share with us to on our departing message? One, decide that you deserve it. Uh, I had a, and see yourself as one. I mean, that's one of the first things I have people do is, you know, is owning it. You have to own it because if you don't own it, a lot of times you won't do it because you, you don't think you deserve it or you don't think you can do it, whatever it is. 
So that's number one is just knowing that you deserve it. And number two is if you're telling yourself it's hard, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. I've caught myself doing that once in a while. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen to yourself talk, you know? You have to want it more than you have to, more than being afraid of it and just stop it. And and I have found that I will say for me, sometimes, you know, you just go, oh God, it's such a long process to get all these pieces done. But if if you sit down and you make a list, you know, first I have to do this and I have to do this and and you just make that list and then you just do one thing a day, you know, one, one small little piece. Or maybe it's, you know, maybe you're really busy and it's only one a week or, you know, a couple hours a week and whatever it is and whatever you decide it is, but just do it. Just get it started. Just just get it started. started. Thank you so much, Ellen, for coming on here, the Millionaire Woman Show. It's been such a delight to have this conversation with you, get into this, you know, I'm hoping people are going to jump to their pages with their pen or get on their typewriters or, you know, our computers, because there are still people with typewriters. So don't, don't be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, also just let me say, I was telling you before, when we got on, we have been having some trouble with the website, with the um, pop-up there to get on, to get all the goodies. And if that happens, feel absolutely free to send me an email at ellen at booksopendoors.com. We'll make sure that you get it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for joining us here on the Millionaire Woman Show. I'd love to hear you to also go over to my website because a limited time only, we're going to be changing things up here soon for the Making Habits Stick e-course, video course, three parts. And uh, it's going to help build focus and consistency into your biz, to your life. And so you can start making that magic happen. And if you're interested in learning more, you know, with coaching and, you know, connecting with Ellen, and I'm going to have things in the show notes because we want to continue the conversations. As Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. On behalf of Ellen and myself, go out and have a fabulous day.